I'm Mike Morales. You are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. I'm here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is? Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. Jim and I uh, were approached by a PR company. And, and if you're watching this, we're taping this the day before St. Patrick's Day. First of all, you're probably, if you're lucky, you're no longer quarantined, okay? This is the day before St. Patrick's Day when most states decided to put us down on what some people are calling martial law, but they're just shutting things down to keep this coronavirus in check. So whether you're, you're, you're streaming us on, on Amazon Prime or, or it's later on down the line, this is the day before St. Patrick's Day. And why don't you tell people what happens in Youngstown, Ohio, normally on St. Patrick's Day? Well, and, you know, you're token Irishman here. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, in Youngstown, Ohio, we, um, we pack the bars. We have a parade, usually the Sunday before, that gets a huge crowd. And then the parade route is lined with restaurants and bars that no matter what they are, Italian, uh, you know, American steakhouse, they just get filled up with people partying. And then I'm in a band called Seamus, which is an, is the Irish name for James, right. since we're all named James. Uh, and we play, it's like the Super Bowl for us. So we play all weekend long into that Tuesday. And now because of uh, COVID-19, we're all uh, sitting here in quarantine, still enjoying some beverages, but uh, doing so without the... Uh, without the music and without the partying and without the close contact. Right. So, you know, we're, uh, it was interesting. Doers reached out to us because what they have done is something a little bit gimmicky. Uh, this is the, it's called Illegal Smooth. And the reason they came to us is because they know that we, we handle primarily almost always a guy of spirits. We have done uh, tastings for, um, uh, uh, whiskeys, Mexican whiskeys made with heirloom corn uh, from Oaxaca. So we, we have, I have a little bit of a history on whiskey, but not a whole lot. Now, Jim, on the other hand, has, has doers programmed in his head. So this is their brand new iteration. They just, if you're watching us right now, uh, we are taping this. Uh, they have probably within the month they have rolled this out. Big news, big rollout, supposedly right before, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day, and then this happens, okay? But that's not going to deter us from enjoying some of this. And I'm going right. to I'm I'm let Jim kind of walk me through it because, you know, I don't know scotch from Shinola. So well, well, so um, when you drink scotch, you're drinking either single malt scotch, which means you have one uh, one malt, one source, uh, that's going to be your Laphroaigs, your um, Glen Levitt, your anything where they're not taking a variety of whiskeys and blending it together. Dewar's is a blended scotch. So the other things that fall into that category that you'd be familiar with are Johnny Walker, Chivas, those kind of things. Dewar's is a little bit, uh, give or take, 40-ish different single malt and grain whiskeys that get blended together. And one of the things that uh, about blended whiskey is when you have a good blended whiskey, it's coming from a lot of the single malt distilleries that Scotch drinkers will recognize and they're getting blended together and then rested in oak. 
Uh, Dewar's does that with uh, just over 40 whiskeys. They're single malt and grain-based whiskeys. The, the real primary one, though, is Aberfeldy, which is a Highland single malt whiskey. And Aberfeldy is a delicious, very smooth, sweet kind of heather honey whiskey. Not, not to say that it's sugary in any way, but it, it does not have um, the kind of smoke of an Isla malt like a Laphroaig. And it does not have more of the, um, the, the, the characteristics of some of the lowland and the space side malts. It's just got a very mellow, smooth, sweet fruit flavor with, with you know, a, a nice, that malted barley kind of complements the sweetness. So there's no, no, there's no peatiness, in other words. No, 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 no. There's not, none at all. So if you get a Dewar's regular bottle off the shelf, you're going to have a very smooth whiskey with some uh, fruit and maybe a little bit of, of vanilla and oak notes coming off the barrel that they rested in, and then a nice smooth finish. The peaty stuff you're talking about is going to be an Isla uh, malt Western Islands, where they actually smoke the barley mash and and use peat to smoke that. But now this is in mezcal barrels. Well, so I think it's going to pick up a hint of smoke that's going to make this doer sip a little bit closer to those Isla malts that that are that are smoky like that. Well, uh, now here's now you, as far as I know, you haven't had uh, illegal. We have we have tasted illegal. I can tell you that it's a it's an eighty proof mezcal, so it's a it's one of the first gateway mezcals that made it onto the market. So the smokiness is is minimal, um, you know, and I think that's really what led what lended itself to the to the, its popularity. Also, right. um, the 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 owners had a bar in um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Guatemala. And, and it was called uh, Café No Se. And what they would do is they would smuggle the mezcal from Mexico in, into in Guatemala into the bar. So the bar, Illegal, the owners themselves have very colorful histories. Um, and, and I can tell you that the smoke is also minimal. So I, I, think, I think it was very popular uh, otherwise. There was a question online that I had noticed about this when it was first... Uh, when it was first presented as a as, on a press release, they wanted to know if the barrels, if it was aged in Scotland or if it was aged in in Guatemala or Oaxaca. So um, for this to actually be Scotch, it's got to be done in Scotland. Exactly, just like tequila. Yeah, has to be bottled. Absolutely. Tequila. So the barrels had to make their way over to Scotland. Yes, uh, and so this man- is this is eight years old, so it's finished in those mezcal barrels. Typically what happens with doers is they take those 40 or so single malt whiskeys and grain whiskeys, they blend them, and then they, they go back into the barrel to rest after they've been blended out of other oak barrels where these single malts are aged. So you get all the character of these 40-plus different sco- uh, scotches in the barrel blended and then put into another barrel to rest to let those blended flavors marry a little bit. And I think... That last year of finishing happened in in mezcal barrels for this, because yes. this is an eight year old scotch. It's an eight year old scotch, and uh, let's see, uh, and finished, finished and polishing is a those are those are uh, terms that we that we use in tequila, but they're actually adopted from from scotch and from whiskey. Right, um, and and so it's finished in mezcal cast for a pleasant and unexpectedly sweet smooth blend with a wisp of smoke. 
Uh, and yes, it's true that the, the barrels had to make it to Scotland. Uh, so it is. So here, let's let's just now that we've already talked about it, let's let's break this open. I I am going to use a Glencairn. And oh, I see. Here I am without the Glencairn thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, I can't get the Glencairn on this. We'll get. But you know what? This one is kind of the same thing as the Glencairn. Now I will say something about that age statement that I just told you. Eight years. That is. It is a requirement that it is the youngest whiskey in the blend is eight years. So there's the possibility that there's older whiskey in this. But the age statement has to reflect the youngest. See, there, and, and with an extra Añejo, for instance, uh, they don't necessarily have to put an age on it. It just We just know that, it, that uh, in order to be an extra Añejo, it has to be three years and over. And, and, and without they're people, not blending that. Right. Well, with an extra añejo, they they could be. They could. But but there you know there aren't any regulations as to as to how many years they're giving it. So it could very possibly be a blend of a seven year old and a five year old, and we call it a fourteen year old. Or depending on the producer, he's got he's got enough reserve to have stuff rested for fourteen. As we tasted, right. we tasted some of those samples of seven year old. Uh, an 11 year old and a 14 year old um, and those were not blended those were just what was being rested in the in the factory that was before before right. blended before uh before being bottled well with something like this you can have an older whiskey 12 year old 15 year old in very small quantities go into this and not have to sacrifice a price if you bought an 18 year old or 15 year old bottle of scotch it's going to cost you way more than what a bottle of doers would. But if it's a little proportion of that blend to get that flavor profile, they can do that. So okay. Well, it's a beautiful color. Yes, it is. It's that nice, you know, the bottle seems very clear. Some of the it may even look a little darker than than most. Uh it's got a little bit of green on the on the labels that may have that may influence the color, but in the Glencairn. It's it's lovely legs and tears, yep. very even. Um, what would you call this color? Like a like a, it's a gold, isn't it? It's almost like a honey gold color. Okay. So walk me through. What am I smelling? What are you What are you getting? So, definitely smells like scotch. <laughs> Is scotch generally this, this floral or or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, you're, you're going to pick up a lot of different notes on, especially a blended scotch that takes a lot of different whiskeys together. You're going to get, sometimes you're going to get some sweet herbal notes. You'll get some floral notes. And remember, this all comes from malted barley cereal kind of grains that, that give it that kind of vegetal and then earthy uh, nose on it. But then out of the barrel, it picks up the vanilla tannins and the oak and, and all of those things to give it a little bit of a, uh, of a, a caramel and a honey sweetness on the nose sometimes. Scotch should always have, even the smoky scotch, should have just a hint of that nice, sweet cereal come through. That, yeah, that, that's what I'm getting. It's like a cereal. like a, yeah. like a, It's a very grainy, but on the sweet side, you know, like you said, herbal, but a sweet herbs, you know, like a... Over a, a what was that? Clover or heather. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 
Now this, and I, I, I wish I should have brought in, I have a bottle of Dewar's in the other room. I want to see what the nose difference is. This, this definitely has scotch characteristic to it. I'm, I'm picking up a very, very faint hint of, of smoke that is not typically on, on Dewar's. I'm not, I'm not getting any of that. Uh, to, to me, it's, it's, and I'm just noticing the difference. To me, it smells a little bit more. It's just on, on that, maybe a one tick towards those Isla malts that have the smoke on it, but it's very, very light. I'm enjoying the nose. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I've had uh, I've had stuff like Linfittich before. I've had I've had the uh, uh, aged. Uh, it was a, what was it? A 15 year old, I think, is what we had at one point, and it was very pleasant. Um, yeah. and, and and really, you don't you don't start to get into a nose where you have a different profile than when you get over to the smoked ones or the heavily peated scotches. All of them should have a little bit of a sweetness on the nose, just okay. because of the the characteristic of the malt. So, they, so the, when you blend something like this, the, the, what they're looking for is consistency, um, you know, in in all aspects, right? Probably not just on the nose, but so walk me through on the taste. What are we going to taste on this? What do you think we're tasting? Well, on? so here's what it tells us on the tasting notes. In the it, it says subtle notes of caramel, sliced green pepper. And a wisp of smoke. Um, when I taste doers, I get kind of a light fruit, honey with a very smooth front and, and finish. Um, it is scotch. It has got an alcohol content to it. It's got a little bit of a sweetness that is not at all an unnatural sweetness. It's a very subtle sweetness. With this, I would imagine when they say that there's a green pepper note on it, that little bit of vegetalness comes from the agave that it picks up in the barrel just a touch and takes what is usually a clover, heather, honey up a little bit into a more of a floral, herby kind of kind of profile there. Okay. I'll buy that. Let's let's just dive in. Let's see what we got. Wow, that's beautiful. Ooh. Oh, wow. <clears throat> that is... Um, that just exploded in mid-palate. It's doers at another level right there. That That is... Are you impressed? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed because what this... And I love the peated scotch, the peated single malts. Um, I like that smoky flavor of, of 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 those particular scotches lagavulin 16 is another one nick offerman's scotch that just got released is a lagavulin peated smoky you can taste that hint of smoke on this and the thing about highland malt if you smoke it the same way you did those isla malts it would in my opinion ruin the flavor profile this is just enough of a hint of smoke to take the edge off the sweetness. Now, you this, know what I, what I detected on the retronasal? That's where I got it. I got the espadine, and now I'm tasting it more on my palate. Yep. And I've had like two small sips, and now I'm getting a little bit more of the espadine. But, yep. but you know, you're going to have to dissect it. You're going to really have to spend some time on it and let it open up for you. Um, 
Honestly, I think that Espadine is a, a complement to what Dewar's typically goes for in their blend. It is, um, this has got a little bit of a, oh, it's, got a it's got a nice long finish on it. Yeah, it it's does. Got a little does. bit of a, a kick on the back of it, but that smoke is really, it just takes a little bit of that sweetness off of what a typical Dewar's blend tastes like. And I got to say, I'm really impressed with this as, as a peated scotch lover, but as somebody who likes Dewar's and somebody who loves mezcal, obviously, this is really, I think they just got exactly what they needed out of the barrel, the mezcal barrel to just kick this scotch up to another level. I, I think this is phenomenal neat. Um, I wouldn't even put ice in this. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I thought maybe we'd need to, you know, uh, in fact, I still have ice from our, our previous tasting, and I thought, well, maybe I should. But it's not necessary. This is really so approachable and sippable. And I thought, you know, when, I, when, the, when, they, when the press release came out and I saw this and then we, then we got approached by the, by the folks, uh, in fact, I should, I should really thank them for, for making this happen because they were very, very nice uh, – to uh, Lauren Cunningham, Nike Communications is the company that that reached out to us, and I thought, well, you know, because everybody is aging their beers in in tequila barrels, you know, their IPAs in tequila barrels, and then okay. they're and 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 you know, tequila in and of itself, that's just making that's just a, a big round circle, man, because. This barrel came the only way the, the only way we can get you know the tequila gets used barrels is from uh, uh, you know from Tennessee or from Kentucky you know or and this and they're always used and right in for for you Scott for you uh tequila uno drinkers and and uh uh tears of Llorona, uh uh Herman Gonzalez has been known to use scotch barrels that was almost his go-to for the longest time if you're an old chinaco drinker you know what i'm talking about this is what he did for the longest time but this this um so i thought well this is just a this is a gimmick i thought this is delicious i the this more it opens delicious. Up, you know but and i can feel it you know it's not initial especially if you're not if you're not a, a typical scotch drinker i'm not I mean, I've had very few of them, and 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 even uh, Jim will tell you, I got like one bourbon in the house, and I'm and I'm saving that, you know. But um, this is exactly, and one of the things about Dewar's is that last after the blend, that last year is not meant for that blend to pick up the rest of that barrel flavor. It's for those blends to marry together, those malts to start to marry together. So they're not really concerned that that 40 whiskey blend starts to pull all that stuff out of the barrel in that short period of time. It will get a hint of that barrel back in it. But that's for those whiskeys that they chose to make that blend to start to marry. This has picked up just that one year hint of the mezcal to give it a little bit of smoke that really, and I mean, this is still with me. It's still on my cheeks. It, it, it is good. But it's espadine. It's it's, it's what espadine. And I think the green pepper. You think maybe the green pepper is coming? Probably, probably. You know, um, it's been a while since I since we've actually. I may have to revisit the uh, the video that we did for uh, um, uh, for Illegal because it's been a while. 
But I know I was very impressed because the, the, the characteristics of, of Mezcal were still there. Um, you know, and, and it can be lost sometimes with a, with a, a level entry or gateway Mezcal, which, which uh, Illegal is. It's an 80 proof, you know. Now, I, Lisa off camera poured some of this in ice just for kicks and giggles. Totally fine. A lot of blended scotch drinkers like ice. Yeah, and the, 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 the nose is very different. Of course, I'm using, I'm not using a Glencairn, I'm using a rocks glass. Okay. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> opens. It opens. It opens up. But it but it's not it's not even the the espadine will become more pronounced and for me in the retronasal in the back of my palate mid palate to the back and then retronasal I get that espadine but you have to look for it or or, or otherwise it'll confuse you if you're not a, if you're not a mezcal drinker I don't think you'd know what to look for um, I think I think when you demo something like this you'd have to demo something like Eligal, all right a gateway mezcal and then drink this and say this is this is what can happen the union of what can happen if it's done correctly yeah and, and i get and that's how i would demo something like that that espadine is is following it on the finish there i mean all the way to the back that flavor is sticking with me and i said it's sticking on my cheeks <clears throat> yeah, yeah right it, there. you got that little bit of pepper coming through just a little bit of bite on it, but not in any way that takes away from the smoothness of this. And I, you have to smoke a Maduro, I think, with this one. Yeah, absolutely. Now this this will stand up to a cigar. I I, I agree with you completely. Um, what do you think? Do you think as a as a? I know it's an unusual category, but I'm saying, you even, are you even allowed to do this as a brand of promise on tequila aficionado? <laughs> But, you know, it's going to happen more and more often. It is. It is. Um, honestly, I, I got to tell you, if you like Isla peated whiskeys, Irish whiskeys or scotches, this would be good. If you like mezcal, this would be a good entry into scotch. If you just like blended scotch, this does not go far away from the doer's flavor profile that's going to turn you off. I think the addition of that mezcal espadine flavor kicks it up a little bit that I, I think a real scotch person would enjoy this. Well, and, and by the same token, you know, somebody who's had a, you and I have had our share now of mezcals. Yep. I'm really digging this. Yeah. Because, because I can, I can, you know, I know how to pull that out, that characteristic. I know what it is. I know what it is I'm looking for and it's there. So, so get this. What do you think would happen if they start resting this in 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 barrels? And we haven't seen any a lot of these. We've seen it in Sotol and Bacanora. What would you say if they if they barreled, say a Tepestate or a Madre Couche, and then took that barrel and did something like this? Now you're talking about bringing that. A little bit more of that smoke and a little bit more of that deep earth into the scotch. But for a blended scotch like this, I think that only enhances that flavor profile, the sweet, mild fruit, nice long finish. And it, for, for me, and I drink blended scotch, I drink 
single malt from the Highlands. I drink Speyside. I drink Isla. I like them all. This is really a novel approach. I think an entry-level scotch drinker coming from Mezcal would identify with this. Mm-hmm. I think a regular old scotch drinker who tasted this could probably have a nice Mezcal next to it and, and pick out the profile. I, I really think this is a good marriage of those flavors. This is really... Um, so what do we call this scotch of the year? <laughs> what do we We're gonna have to call us. We'll have to call it what it is. Is it illegal smooth? You know, it's Doers illegal smooth. Right. That's what they're calling it. That's what we're gonna call it. It's a it's a specialized category. But I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say we're gonna see more and more of these. Right. I think this was a really good. Um, I I think what'll happen is companies that have. Uh, Mescal's in their portfolio. Let's say, um, uh, what's another company that I'm thinking of off the top of my head? Uh, a big distiller. Um, I can't think of them right now. Uh, but they have the guy, the people that 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 maintain Montelovos, for instance. Okay. Okay. This is the Bacardi product. Yeah, Tours is. Yeah, it's Bacardi. So, so and wh- who does Bacardi have under there? Because they have. I think Bacardi uh, Bacardi is uh, has invested in illegal. They they, they have invested a portion of it. They haven't taken the whole the whole brand yet. But you know, I, I don't see where. I think this was a really good experiment. Yeah, successful, and we're going to see more of it. Okay, yeah. we're just going to see the big distillers are going to do the same thing with whatever mezcal is in their portfolio. Uh, right now, the name escapes me. It's a, a William Grant and Sons. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're going to do the Glen Finnick will be next. You watch. They'll be next. They'll be resting in Montelobos barrels. As to my knowledge, I don't think Montelobos has a, well, they have a Riposado, I think. I've never tasted it. I've had, I've had their, I have a bottle of Montelobos up there. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because there's a lot of dovetailing going on. You know, let's face it. We're in the middle of an agave crisis. Uh, you know, tequila drinkers are wanting more out of their tequila and they're not getting it. Mezcal drinkers are beginning to experiment. You know, the guys in whiskey are going to, they're going to come to you and they're going to say, you know, Jim, what's the big deal on mezcal? Well, let me, here, let me show yeah. you, well, and, let me show and- you what can happen. I've always said this about the, the difference in whiskey and tequila is that an agave plant is in the ground for the same amount of time that a good scotch ages in the barrel. It takes them one season to grow the malt for scotch, the, the barley that gets malted for scotch, and then 8, 10, 12, 15 years in a barrel, whereas an agave spirit spends 8, 10, 12 years in the ground, and then three months before it goes in the bottle— and where does that so the scotch shortage and the, and the bourbon shortage is the 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 issue of not making enough of it at a certain point in time and they're starting to make more but i think that um as there's an agave shortage and and the scotch producers are starting to kick up you're right there's going to be a lot more of this yeah i i foresee well you know what I, i'm going to call it what it is it's a brand of promise doers illegal smooth you know, finished in finished in illegal mezcal barrels. It, I know it sounds gimmicky, ladies and gentlemen, but you know what? It really delivers. It's good. Uh, it's, it's really good. It's good. It's good. That, 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 that's that, good. 
I, I don't have my little my little paddle here, but I think it's a brand of promise nominee, probably a winner too at this point because unless unless somebody brings me another one, you know, running unopposed right now. So yeah, running unopposed. Right. <laughs> just yeah, you know, could let's get political here. Um, yeah. Hey, happy happy St. Patrick's Day, bro! <laughs> launch uh, to all my Irish friends yeah. watching. Hey, for for those of you who are quarantined, you know, and and social uh, pubs are closed over there and. Oh, God Even bless. God all. can't do that. So, um, alas, but but hey, don't make it through. Don't let it stop you. Go get yeah. yourself something. Celebrate, celebrate the fact that you're healthy. That 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 all this is going to blow over. This too shall pass. And next year we're going to be laughing about it. And you know, and I thank you to uh, Nike Communications for making this happen. I really appreciate that. And Illegal Mescal, com- congratulations. Golf clap on that. Very Take good. this on the golf course in a in a in a <laughs> in a flask. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, that's our take on 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 doers illegal smooth. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That Irishman out there is Jim Johnston in Youngstown, Ohio. If you're watching us uh, on on uh, YouTube, please subscribe. Hit that notification bell so that way every time uh, Jim is we upload a video with Jim. Ireland turns itself on and they watch him. <laughs> Look, I'm so happy about that too. So slaunch you, everybody. Yeah, that's cool. And and again, if you're if you're listening to us on, on anywhere you download your podcasts, please do so like iTunes and 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 Spotify. Whatever you do, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. <laughs>